Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Have you been flirting with the idea of getting rid of that pesky credit card? Or are you tired of the albatross of that medical bill hanging around your neck? Perhaps you are wondering if you should get rid of that debt but you're kind of hesitant to jump all in because, well, honestly, it's quite the process to get rid of all of it, right? Well, if these or other similar thoughts have crossed your mind in the recent last, I don't know, couple months, I want you to stay tuned. In today's episode, we will be discussing decision-making factors, how to, how to know whether or not it's time for you to get rid of that debt, ways to actually take small steps to make that happen, and ultimately kick debt to the curb. But first, let me welcome you back to the Make Money Behave podcast. I'm your hostess, Maria Casillas, and I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do that just so you have access to all of the content that I put out there. There's some really great stuff coming. And we also want to make sure that you're leaving a review and a five-star rating. That's going to help other people find the show. And let's get real. So many people need to hear this message. They need to understand that they're not alone in their financial journey and that they don't have to do something one particular way in order to get the results that they really need to get. So if you know somebody who has tried it all of the other ways, they've done all of the analytical stuff, they've, they've taken spreadsheets and they've put all their numbers in and somebody's handed them a budget and said, here, this is how the numbers work. Go do this. And then they still struggle. Now, that could be you that's hearing that, or it could be a friend or a family member of yours. But if they have a true desire to make a change, and yet just knowing the numbers isn't the thing that's going to make them change, send them a link. Send send them a link to this podcast, because it really is about so much more than that. I don't come from a, a financial background at all. I come from a psychology background and a people background, and I love, love, love people. And I love a puzzle. And really, human behavior is just that. It's a puzzle. So as I promised, let's just just jump right into today's content. We're going to talk about debt. As you may or may not know, my husband and I tackled about $93,000 worth of debt in about three and a half years. And when we were doing that, we were definitely in the all-in mode, right? Like it was going to be like, we are going to get rid of every bit of debt that we have. And I would say with the exception of the mortgage, but the reality is we didn't even have a mortgage at that time. We we had gone into a rental so that we could um, just kind of get back on our feet. So there was this just immense focus on getting rid of every kind of debt. And I, I mean, we did some, we did some pretty interesting things while we were doing that. Um, but I will tell you over the last five, six, seven years, there has been a bit of a development of thought for me. And it's really, it just goes along with everything else that I do with the individual client. And that is to evaluate how a particular thing is having an overall impact on that individual's goal. Debt is no exception to that. And so instead of just saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to get rid of all debt. And we're not going to have a discussion about what kinds of debt would be good, what kinds of debt would be bad, because I'm just a firm believer that debt is not good or bad. It's an inanimate object, just like money, right? Money can be used for good. It can be used for bad. And I'm definitely starting to view debt a little bit differently than I did seven years ago. 
I'm still not a proponent of going into debt for very specific things. Um, I'm starting to learn about the value of using other people's money to leverage some things. Um, but that I don't, I don't think that today we're going to talk about that so much because if you're listening to this particular episode, chances are you already have debt and it's something that you're wanting to get rid of. So we're going to focus our conversation on that piece. And I just want to, I just want to throw this out there, how we're going to decide whether or not to get rid of debt or to kick debt to the curb, if you will, is to ask yourself, how is it affecting your life? So at the beginning of this episode, I asked, are you flirting with getting rid of that pesky credit card? Are you tired of feeling like that medical bill is an albatross around your neck? These are things that you can hear are attached to emotion, right? They're attached to thought. So if you are thinking about that debt, if it is creating a specific negative emotion for you, then chances are it's time to get rid of it. I know for myself, there are times, even if I'm willing to have debt, right? So let's just say for a second that you are wanting to have credit cards so that you can utilize the points for travel. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't do that. I'm not going to tell you you can't do that. What I'm going to ask you is, how is it affecting your overall life? And one of the things that I've noticed is if you have one credit card that you use on a regular basis, you get the points, you pay it off every month. There are still some dangers with that, by the way. You probably will spend more on that card than you might otherwise. But let's just say you have that completely under control and that works for you. I'm not going to tell you you can't do that. What I have noticed, though, is that if you say, I'm going to do it for the points and you have one credit card open and then someone else says, I'll give you this deal over here and you open up that second credit card and then you happen to do the same thing with a third or a fourth and sometimes a fifth even if you're paying all of them off at the end of every month, even if you're not spending any more than you would, let's just, let's just neutralize all of that, right? Let's just say everything's perfect. Dang, that's a lot of bills to have to keep up with, right? If you've got five credit cards that you have to pay every single month, unless it is on auto pay, you have a lot of extra mind space being taken up by having to remember to make all of those extra payments. And that is not something, my friends, that you want to add to your list. You've got enough going on. You certainly don't need to add all of that extra stuff to your list. So in my case, if that's something that is creating chaos in my mind, if it's creating stress, just trying to remember something else, then it is totally worth it to get rid of that. And if you want to, you know, go down to one credit card, by all means, go do that. But get rid of those pesky little ones that are just going to create, again, more, you know, um, chaos in your mind. So get rid of number five and number four and number three and number two. Um, the, the medical bill thing. Now, I'm actually, this is something I'm going through right now in this very moment. And I think if you are a longtime listener, you know that our latest baby, who's now one, she cost us about $20,000 in medical um, deductibles, pretty much, because she was born in January and it was coming off of a high-risk pregnancy in December. So I pretty much met our $10,000 deductible in 2019. Um, no, I lied. 2018. Sorry. And then in 2019, she was born in January. And because of the way that the hospital billed us, we pretty much met another $10,000 that next month. So 
By the way, anyone who tells you that having health insurance should keep you out of medical debt, that's not accurate. Not in not in America right now and not the way that our system is set up. So um, I just want to throw that out there. But we do have medical debt and it is still hanging around my neck. So perhaps that's the reason I use that as an example at the beginning of this um, episode. But it's something that it carries a 0%. And this is an example of when, you know, is it really, do you really want to get rid of that debt? And here, I'm going to use this as an example so you can see how to process through this um, decision making. I have, I think, left $7,000 in medical debt. The other 7000 or whatever, however much it was, we filtered through an HSA last year. I highly recommend doing HSAs if you have the capacity to do so. We can talk about that at another time. But I, I have at the end of 2019, going into 2020, we had about six or $7,000 left. The question is, do I pile up a bunch of cash and just pay that or do I pay the minimum payment every single month until it's gone, knowing that it's sitting at 0%? Well, how do you make that decision? The way I made that decision was it was a, really a question of cash flow. Do I have enough cash flow to cash flow that $300 every single month? And the answer is right now, I do. So since I know that those those bills are not accumulating any interest, I'm actually just going to let it sit for a little while because I have the ability to pay them every single month. Now listen, if you are really strapped every single month and you don't have the ability to pay $300 every single month, but you have a windfall of money and it's in the amount of $6,000, perhaps you get a tax refund or something like that, you would actually be smart to take that ten that $7,000 and pay off the full medical bill so that it releases $300 every single month in your cash flow. That is very, very different than paying off a credit card for $7,000 that releases only $70 a month in cash flow. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? So we're going to talk about that at a different time as well. The difference between those and how to decide what you would get rid of. So it's a little bit different than just a snowball or an avalanche effect. And I don't want to lose you in the weeds today. So I'm not going to go into all the details about that, but just know that I personally decided we have the money to cash flow that $300. Any extra that we have, let, let's just say I have the full $6,000 I could pay outright. I am letting that sit somewhere and actually receive a little bit of interest because I'm not getting charged any interest on that medical debt. So it is in my best interest to do that as long as having that extra payment every single month does not create extra stress and chaos. Now, there may come a time when I say, I don't want to have to remember that one payment anymore. And to be honest with you, I just have that on auto pay. So, so I guess I don't have to remember that. I'm a huge proponent of auto pay. Once you get your stuff in order and you can trust that your numbers are going to add up and that you're going to have the money in there when you have something auto drafted, I am a huge proponent of that auto draft. And it's just because it just takes one more thing off of your plate and you don't have to worry about it. Okay. So I feel like I've gone completely off the reservation. I mean, I'm still kind of on the same topic, but it's been 11 minutes and I still haven't talked about some of the different things that you can do and the different ways to pay off that debt. So I'm actually going to just 
pause here. I'm going to come back with another episode and we will tackle some of those because I know that I like to keep these as, um, as concise as possible. So you guys have a great rest of your day as always. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode on Kicking Debt to the Curb Heartbeat. Bye-bye.